Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to make objective value judgments or be professional critics in any regard. We're not trying to influence your own opinions on things. We're just presenting stuff to you and letting you uh, come to your own conclusions. So even if we don't like some, something, we encourage you to support something. If you do like it, go out and see bands live, pick up physical copies of their music, all that good shit. The format of the show is that we've got 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them, and that's all there is to it. So I'm going to, as I occasionally do, once every you know couple months or so, I'm going to do the housekeeping stuff up top uh, just to you know remind people who maybe uh, are just tuning in for the first time or who don't listen to the end of the episode. Um, if you want to submit music to the show, everything is listener submitted. So it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that, uh, whatever you're submitting is a year or less old. Cause we like to keep things current. If you want to call and leave us a message, you can, uh, leave us a brief message. I suggest 90 seconds and under if at all possible. At, that's the rule. That's the rule. Right. 260-222-8341. And then if you want to become a Patreon or a, a Patreon donor, rather it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. And uh, five bucks and up gets you access to all of our bonus content. Ten bucks and up gets you uh, access to all of our bonus content, plus um, all the tapes that we put out. And fifteen and up gets you access to episodes free of Floor Creeks. Um, so you know that's that's going to be a new tier that we add. We're going to go rent a warehouse space out, and uh, I'm going to put up uh, I'm going to put up put up like impenetrable lead barriers around the whole thing, and we'll be recording like in a vacuum. It'll be like one of those rooms where you can hear your own organs. Oh yeah. What are those called? I can't remember what they're called. And my dog. And your dog, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember what those those super quiet rooms are called. Yeah, Apparently, you go crazy. Yeah, it sounds like it would be an actual fucking miserable, miserable existence. We were talking about giving it a shot. I guess you can rent some. You can rent them. Yeah, for uh, it's kind of an exorbitant fee, but I think just for the life experience, it sure. would be kind of fun. Sure. Um, so, yeah, go over to the Patreon if you uh, if that sounds good to you. It's, it's markedly different from our weekly show. I think we put up good content on there. We try to do two episodes every month. Um, I just got a new episode up the other day. We're putting another one up this coming week, and I'm going to put up three in December to make up for the fact that we only got one in, uh, one done in November. Um, Anechoic Chamber. Anechoic Chamber, that's it, right. Um, also, everybody who uh, got ordered Kong uh, Kong tapes, all your tapes should be out, including Patreon subscribers, except for the people who I was waiting to hear, uh, hear back from on... Um, on your addresses, like updated address. Some, some people I didn't have updated addresses for. So those should go out on Monday or Tuesday. And, uh, we're pretty much, we're pretty much out of the Kong Kong tapes. Uh, I've got a few left. I think we have like, after I process the orders that we've got now, I think I got like 10 or 15 left. Um, so those will be coming down off the website here pretty soon. And, uh, I appreciate everybody who ordered that. That was, it was probably our quickest selling thing yet. So I'm psyched that, uh, everybody over here seems so into that band. They just put out a new seven inch too. So if you feel like paying shipping, uh, from Switzerland for, uh, or not Switzerland from Sweden for, um, for a seven inch, by all means, you know, be my guest, go buy some seven inches. I think a couple of us distros will have copies of them too. So you might be able to get them a little bit cheaper that way. Um, but yeah, also, oh yeah, I wanted to uh, shout out, uh, we do have one newer Patreon subscriber, uh, LLPine. 
Which okay, I like that. Which is a solid, solid name. So shout out to LLP for subscribing. And in case I didn't shout you out previously, because we had a late October subscriber to Nick. So in case I missed you on the last one, shout out to Nick, both uh, subscribers at the $5 tier. So thank you guys both. Beyond that, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any notes this week or anything. You didn't uh, take any, uh, any notes? I didn't have any thoughts this week. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. was a this was a this is was a week free of thought. Well, it was a holiday week, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and what a wonderful holiday it is! Uh, a week free of thought and responsibility. Anechoic chamber, uh, one hundred and twenty-five dollars per person with a two fifty minimum. That that's not cheap, but it ain't bad. But for, for the experience, yeah, I I would shell out the one twenty-five. Sure. Um, we'll have to make a we'll make a road trip. Orfield Laboratories in South Minneapolis is that the closest one? I think so. Minneapolis is nice. I like Minneapolis. Make a road trip out of it and go up there and listen to our organs gurgle for yeah. a few minutes. I think that we should like somehow prevent ourselves from getting out permanently. Like just <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like get in there, right? Yeah, yeah. And but like no matter what, don't let us out. <laughs> and then maybe like handcuff ourselves or something. Yeah. You know, so so that we can just let's ride it and see how how bad it gets in the uh, anechoic chamber. Yeah, because some people have said they have like full on hallucinations and like mental breakdowns. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, oh, dude. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't let us out. I I have like a problem being when I get especially at night if I can like feel and hear my heartbeat and stuff. I get really weird about being able to perceive my own body because mm-hmm. I kind of like thinking of myself just as like a, a stretch Armstrong, like a solid piece of rubber. You're not. I'm not. I don't like thinking of myself as like a sack of guts. You so know? I've got this. I don't know what it is in my ear. I've told you before, like, you know, it always it's, it's probably like an occluded um, Faringo tympanic or eustachian tube or something like that. I don't know. Mm. But I have to. I would have to spend a bunch of money to actually get it diagnosed. But sometimes, internal sounds in my body are super loud in my right ear. Yeah, and it almost always feels like I've got my finger in my right ear, mm-hmm. and you know, or an earplug in my right ear. Yeah, almost always. Um, and a lot of times at night, I can hear a bunch of internal sounds. I can hear my eyes move in my head oh, sometimes, and it sounds like it sounds like um, a brick sliding across another brick. Like I can hear the muscles in my eyes contract if it's quiet enough. It's really weird. Yeah, man, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Yeah, I it, would just shell out the money. It really bothered me the first time. I was like, "What the fuck is that sound?" <laughs> and then I realized as I was looking around that it like tied in with the, uh, it kind of tied in with w- when I was moving my eyes, and that's what it was. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's it's it, it's I, I've gotten pretty. I, I would say that I've gotten used to it over the past six or seven years, mm-hmm. um, but every once in a while, it really imposes itself on me yeah for sure it'll, it'll get real bad and i'll hear like my pulse all day long in my right ear yeah man i hate hearing my pulse it's the worst yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to deal with that yeah. I, I i i get i have I, I can i can go into some weird fits of anxiety when i get too aware of like my the functions of my organs well i'll stuff. hear my pulse and i'll be like counting i'm like oh, that seems a little fast right <laughs> and that's that's not averaging out to be like 70 bpm that's more like 95 BPM. That sounds pretty fast. Yeah. Why is my heart beating so fast? <laughs> right. And then your heart beats faster because you're nervous about yeah. your heart beating fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a nightmare. I hate it. Yeah. I would li- like I said, I really like to imagine myself just like a big solid chunk of rubber, like a like a toy. It'd be nice. <laughs> it would be nice, but it's not the case. It's not the case at all. Not so at all. I'm sure that uh, I would probably have some some level of anxiety attack if we did one of those things. But yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's part of the fun. I'm pretty right? sure that you would. Like, yeah. If if we went in there, you would be the one that would freak out first. No doubt. 
and I would not let you get out. <laughs> Fair enough. That could, yeah, like I said, that's fun in in and of itself, right? Yeah. Having a bad time is sometimes a good time. I, I agree, man. Whenever whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you know. for sure. <laughs> Even if it's self-imposed and yeah. totally totally escapable. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you got anything this week, or just uh, want to jump into the queue? Well, I was thinking about a conversation we were talking earlier today about how. Um, I'm going home for Christmas. I haven't been home for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. And uh, so it'll be the first time I see my family in a couple of years. And I was like, eh. you know, and, and like, I got to see, I got to see teenagers in my family. Right. Which is a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah. And I started to realize, like, I think that I don't, I don't like to think of myself as like living an adult lifestyle. Sure. I mean, I do, right? I, I, we have a mortgage, right? I got to put right. a fucking furnace in and all that sort of shit. Sure. But like, I don't think about myself as an adult in the same way that I thought about the adults in my life when I was younger. Yeah, definitely not. Right. Which make, which made me think about a couple things. Number one, does my dad then randomly have songs about poo and pee and like <laughs> really juvenile shit constantly popping into his head and like, you know, talking to himself in voices about really dumb shit. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, are you aware of, probably not, the mascot for the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra? I don't believe so, no. Okay, the mascot for the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, look it up. Okay. I should have had it, but this just kind of occurred to me because um, I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> That's the mascot for Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Okay, I like this guy. Right. Right. Yeah, he, I like he's a cat. Guy. His yeah. name is Fiddlesticks. Okay. Right. <laughs> I like that they have a mascot. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a stretch because it's for the kids. And, sure. you know, I mean, come on. It's a symphony orchestra. <laughs> right. I like going to a symphony orchestra, so but I'm not going to, like, put on symphony music, generally speaking. Right. Yeah. yeah I got to yeah. be in a very rare mood. For sure. Right. So, um, that's Fiddlesticks, right? Okay. He, he kind of looks like a cat. Maybe, you know, if you didn't know him, maybe you'd think he's like a weird owl or something. He's kind of scary looking. Yeah, for sure. He's not He cute. looks, his fur looks kind of matted. Yeah. And mascots always kind of smell like, like hockey gear, like sweat and piss. Yeah, for sure. Right? So anyway, I, this, I, I, I constantly have internal, internal scenarios and conversations with myself that only I find funny. Right, yeah, sure. So and one I'm, of them involved fiddlesticks, and one of them involved fiddlesticks taking pictures with children. Okay. Right? They uh, go to the symphony, and then they want to see fiddlesticks afterwards in the lobby. Yeah. So they, you know, they bring fiddlesticks out, and they never talk. They wave at them and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And uh, fiddlesticks, like, you know, arm around a little kid taking pictures, and then he turns to the kid, and he says, you know, out loud, and, I, and my, and my for myself, mm-hmm. I'm just picturing Fiddlestick saying in an utterly alien voice. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Do you know why they call me Fiddlesticks? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But he would say, like, do you know <laughs> why they call me Fiddlesticks? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And it sounds menacing coming out of Fiddlesticks. Sure, yeah. But he's asking a genuine question. Right. Right? Yeah. And the kid doesn't know. The kid gets worried. Yeah. The staff has to get Fiddlesticks away from the kid because his cover's blown because it turns out it's not a mascot. It's a fucking creature. <laughs> right. right. It's a fucking creature that Beethoven found. Like 250 years ago or whenever the fuck Beethoven was stomping around and raised up, right? right yeah. And it's this creature that loves the symphony <laughs> but doesn't know why it's here or why it's called fiddlesticks, right? Right, yeah. So I, again, only funny to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I am absolutely crying, laughing to myself <laughs> thinking this this whole scenario. Yeah. And so based on our conversation, I thought, so did, did my dad 
did my grandfather have random stupid shit go through his head? Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, this is sure. exactly the sort of shit that I would think it was funny when I was young. Too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Right? Yeah. Do they do that sort of shit? Does that happen to, to like, grandparents where they have these private sort of moments of hilarity that um, basically are just something that never left them from being a child? Yeah, for sure. I wonder about that, too, because I'm, I'm over 30 at this point, and I still, every time I hear a song in the grocery store, make the lyrics about pooping and peeing or sucking <laughs> yeah, dicks. Or, or, or something <laughs> stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or something just really, really dumb, right? right. And, and I think about really stupid things. Yeah. And constantly. And in, in terms of, like, my, my age, certainly not my lifestyle, but in terms of my age, I'm like... At this point, as adult as you get, you know what I mean? I'm 31 years old. That's what I mean. But That's what I mean. So I, I, I don't, it's not going to change when I'm 70, right? Right. So I, I, right. It's, it's here to stay, right? I, I do have to wonder, and I often do wonder if like, I, I'm just living a freer, a freer life than the, my four, my forefathers. You right. know what I mean? Like did Dick Van Dyke? have these thoughts in his in his aged years, right? You know, know what I mean? I know. All right. Dick Van, well, I think Dick Van Dyke's still alive. Is he? He's old as shit, but he's still alive. Okay. I'm certain that Dick Van Dyke laughs about stupid shit to himself. Right. Right. But, like, look at these two folks. Yeah. Those are high schoolers, right, uh -huh. from a 1950s picture. Okay. They look like grown fucking adults. <laughs> yeah, for sure. In every way. Yeah. I can't imagine them having a juvenile or childish thought. They eschewed that. Right. When they were ten, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the fact that we have uh, insulated ourselves with um, interests that are almost exclusively enjoyed by non-adult people, like punk music and tabletop. Well, gaming so that was and, I was thinking too. Is that there's a lot more stupid entertainment that caters to that that basically has stuck around and caters. Right. Yeah. Right. To like allowing you to just be a kid the rest of your life, right? for sure. Yeah. So this brings me to my second point. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like to think of myself as being a grown adult, but I am. Right. I, I'm into a lot of juvenile shit, punk and hardcore. I like, you know, stupid movies. Generally speaking, the stupider the better. Sure. Right. Yeah. I like stupid things like fiddlesticks. My fantasies about the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra's mascot. Right. Right. Which I can't imagine a single other person that hears this knows about fiddlesticks. Right. Right? Maybe some Pittsburgh listeners. I doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking symphony orchestra cat. <laughs> right. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so so I like to think of myself as still being in, you know, uh, stuck perpetually, you know, we'll say around like, I don't know, 23, mm -hmm. 22, 23. Yeah. But I, I absolutely do not want to go back and hang out no, with dude. like teenage family members and be around them when I go home. Like that, no. like thinking about that made me realize that I am I am definitely not, man. Like I I just I'm like I love my teenage family members, but guys, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, no, I I, I feel like I'm in uh, I'm in some sort of limbo state because I I certainly don't relate to um, most of my contemporaries in my, in my general age demographic. Right. Yeah. But I certainly don't relate to 16 year olds. No, no that would be worrying <laughs> that, if you did. Right? right. But, but not even not relating. I don't not, like being, not even them. being in the proximity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's funny because like doing shows at the bug house is really hammered that home where I really like that they're there. And I like that collectively we're able to pro provide a space where they can come and be teenagers and have a good time and enjoy the things 
fun and there's like a Venn overlap and interest there. For sure. But that's it. But that's it. Like, I don't like conversing with that's them it. outside of just pleasantries and shit. Like, I don't, uh, when I talk to them, it's very clear. They're not going to gonna show up now. <laughs> no, it's it's just, it's very, I, I like conversing with them casually or whatever, but it's very clear to me, like, damn, I would not have a good time hanging out with no. like 16 to 18 year old no. people. You no, know I mean? and I just don't, I don't, I like, like basic, yeah, like it's, um, I'm not, it's like, hi guys, cool, haven't seen you, wow, you guys have gotten tall, you guys look, you know, getting big, whatever, hey, here's your Christmas gifts, fuck off. Yeah. I think it's just the go somewhere else. It's the lack of frontal lobe development. I think. Yeah, and I think that they're, you know, they that, they would say the same thing. Like, hey, Uncle Nathan, you know, hey, yeah. thanks for the Christmas gifts. Now fuck off. Right. I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Come talk to me in ten years. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. When you're when like your brain isn't a, a conflicting sort of you know chemical marriage. Right. Right. Yeah. And you get all that over, and I God, I hope you get it. You just you get it sorted out. Yeah. And then you can come talk to me when you're cool again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because man, every every story I hear, mm -hmm. ugh. Yeah, man. Teenagers are rough. Ugh. I hated teenagers. I hated when I was a teenager. Yeah, for sure. I hated being around other teenagers. Yeah, me too. Right. I also, and then in re in retrospect, I was equally intolerant. Oh, I'm sure, dude. I mean, I was a fucking maniac, yeah. right? But at the same time, like, the last thing I wanted to do was like hang out with anybody from fucking school. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to fucking do was was go to a fucking party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like hang out with my peers. Just ugh. So I hated teens when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm no longer a teenager, I really hate them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a it's a really rough age range, man. It's so, really rough. Whatever. I mean, I guess uh I just uh Going home isn't the same anymore, right? right because, yeah. you know, it's I'm an old man now, right? Mm -hmm. I'm an old man. It's not the same thing anymore. So I just go home. I do a few things, but I don't really expect to hang out with anybody. Yeah. Go up the mountains, go hiking, go in the city, get something to eat, get, you know, that sort of thing. But I don't expect to really hang out with anybody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's fine. It's just less people to hang out with because I won't be around my family anymore either. Yeah, sure. We're like, hey, remember me? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, I'm leaving now. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, you want to jump into it? Yeah, I guess let's get into this stupid kid shit. Okay, cool. Let's get into this stupid kid shit. So, uh, first up tonight, we have the band Corker. Corker. This is a band from, I believe, Cincinnati. Um, the release is called A Bell That Seems to Mourn. This was sent in by Eric. Um, he says that it is uh, some Ohio-based post-punk stuff and that this is their first release. It came out on Future Shock Records, which has put out some other cool stuff from mm -hmm. Ohio. Then we have got Pablo Matisse with This Night Belongs to Us slash Trying to Survive. This is a band from Gothenburg, Sweden. It was sent in by Matthias, our, uh, our Swedish correspondent. Um, he said that it's like some, some hardcore that's heavily influenced by a lot of the mid-'80s uh, Washington, D.C. stuff, but with some uh, also like 90s and early 2000s Gothen Gothenburg indie rock influence. But I don't know about any of the indie rock that was coming out of Sweden during that period of time. So Neither do I. So I won't be able to confirm or deny whether or not that's an accurate appraisal. I'll just defer to Matthias on that. Then we have got Don't, Don't Think with their 10-song demo. This was sent in by Daniel, uh, and this is his band. It's a band out of Mount Airy, Maryland. He said that this is something that they recorded um, just like at home themselves. He did everything, and then uh, his friend Sasha played drums, 
And uh, he said it's both of their first bands. So it's kind of sloppy, but he says he's proud of it nonetheless. Sounds perfect. Then we have got Subscum with their self-titled release. Um, this was sent in by Tyler Hammer, who does the Kings of Punk podcast and various rad bands. This is a band from Kiev, Ukraine, that he says is... Uh, is like rad, super legit grind in the vein of, uh, like for contemporary reference points, internal rot. Then we have got Genocide Pact with their self-titled release. This is the new Genocide Pact release that I have not listened to yet, but I'm sure is probably good. This was sent in by Seth. Then we have got Death Bloom with the wretched conju- with the wretched conjugation of flesh. This is a band from Phoenix, Arizona, and it was sent in by Austin. Uh, I guess he sent it in a while ago, but we didn't get around to getting into it, getting it into the queue for whatever reason. Um, this is uh, some more death metal stuff. Then we have got Jin with their demo. This is a band from uh, Hammond, Indiana. That's up in NW, NWI by Gary and just outside of Chicago. This was sent in by Vinny, and it's a, a solo pl- a solo project of, of somebody. But uh, he he name dropped another another band that this dude does, but I don't I didn't recognize it. Then we have got Kirkby Kiss with Listen Closely. This was sent in by uh, Rich. So Rich referenced some stuff um, when describing this that if you're under a certain age you will will mean literally nothing to you it's like I'm gonna speak Swahili he said it sounds like Econochrist John Henry Re- John Henry West and certain certain 90s metallic hardcore bands from the German and French Canadian scenes um, so unless you were like there for it or have uh, a very specific interest in like that type of music from that era, like myself, mm. you probably that that means absolutely nothing to you. <laughs> then we have got Horror in Clay with Live from Toad Hall. This was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. Um, I think I don't think he said a whole lot about this, honestly. I'm just uh, just jump into it if we listen to it. And then last up, we have Parallax Occlusion with Ray Traces of Death. This is a band uh, from Toronto, I believe. And this was sent in by our friend Ben from Milwaukee, has played in a bunch of really rad bands in the Milwaukee area. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, this is death metal, that the lyrics, instead of just um, taking the lyrics from like a, a medical text textbook, it's like if they took all the lyrics from a freshman computer science student's vector graphics homework. Okay. So there you go. Um, let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up first. All right. Six. All right, six is Death Bloom with the Wretched Conjugation of Flesh. You can find this at deathbloom.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this is a death metal band based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I believe that Austin Kelly, the guy who sent this in, it looks like he also mi- recorded, mixed, and mastered this. Um, so this is kind of a, kind of a self-plug for his, uh, his engineering services on top of uh, being a plug for the band. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like they have got the, uh, first song queued up to play, so. Yeah, but it's a minute 38. Oh, yeah, so that's probably the, Everything uh, else is closer to three. Yeah, 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 okay, so that's probably the, uh, the intro then. Okay, cool, so we'll, we'll listen to the second song then. So we're gonna hear The Crimson Throne by Death Bloom off The Wretched Conjugation of Flesh.
All right, we just heard the song The Crimson Throne by the band Death Bloom off of their release The Wretched Conjugation of Flesh, which I believe is also their first release. It came out in August of this year. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, I keep at it. Yeah. This was fine. Yeah. First go. For sure. I didn't find a lot there for me to sink my teeth into. I didn't find it very interesting. Um, I spent most of the song looking at the cover art, Mm -hmm. which is like this weird... I guess, abstract, impressionist Salvador Dali take on, like, a bunch of flesh melting together. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Obviously, there's uh, things evocative of, like, heads melting and buttocks. Yeah. And then there's a big minge. (laughs) Yeah. One can only assume. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's a male or female minge, but there's a minge there. Right. (laughs) So that's what I spent most... If that's any indication, was I spent most of that song trying to determine if that was a minge or not. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Keep keep at it. Get better. You know what I mean? Like, this wasn't awful, but... um, I uh, I didn't feel much for it. Yeah, I I thought this was pretty good. I I was nodding along to a couple parts of it, but it, it felt a little bit riff salady. Um, there wasn't. Uh, it, it didn't feel like there was a strong. There wasn't like a strong backbone here. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was. It wasn't there, a hook. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot going on, and on on the like, it's fine that there's not a hook, but there also wasn't enough grime in this recording for that to work in this instance, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think hookless death metal can can work just fine if it feels like a very fucking grimy, moldy cacophony, yeah. which this didn't quite. It was lo-fi, but not in the way that I prefer death metal to be. I would have liked to hear um, this more blown out, uh, some more reverb on it and whatnot, and I felt like it, it sat in like... Not to diss your your uh, recording, mixing, and mastering capabilities here, Austin, but I felt like this sat in an area of, of lo-fi for me that is not the sweet spot, where it's like it's hi-fi enough that I hear all the limitations of what you're working with, and it doesn't really feel like a stylistic decision. It just feels like you didn't have like the budget or the means to push this into the next echelon of production where you wanted it to be. So, like... If this is going to be a lo-fi recording, lean into it. Make it fucking grimy. Make it right, Make it ugly. Make it ugly. Make it fucking yep. reverby and shit. You know what I mean? Yes. Because so, this sounded pretty sterile, but it was also, like, lo-fi, but it was also pretty sterile. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think the recording style hurt this for me, too. If this was were super blown out and reverby and sounded shitty, I, I would like it a little bit more just because it would uh, contribute to the overall sort of aesthetic. But uh, I didn't think this was bad. Yeah, this was a, this was a solid first go around. But, yeah, as as you stated, not a lot to sink your teeth into here. I'm probably not going to revisit this, but I got no beef with it at all. It was perfectly capable, just, you know, didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah. And and in, you know, we are currently experiencing a, a glut, as we have talked about, of uh, new death metal bands. And I'm not bummed about that at all. I think it's fucking cool. Um, but, you know, you just got to be really good to, to stick out from the pack. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, see what's next. Two. All right, two is Pablo Matisse with This Night Belongs to Us slash Trying to Survive. This is the band from Gothenburg, Sweden that uh, Matthias sent in. Um, I don't believe he suggested a particular song. It's only two tracks, and they one clock's in just under two minutes and one clock's in just over two minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got the first one queued up to play. So we're going to listen to This Night Belongs to Us by Pablo Matisse from Sweden. Keep screaming, you keep fighting Oh, here's your real fucking war Do you even care? Do you even know? All religion is given so Make it flow away Into a 
All right, we just heard the song This Night Belongs to Us uh, off of This nice B- Night Belongs to Us slash Trying to Survive by Pablo Matisse from Gothenburg, Sweden. I liked that a lot. I thought that was really good. Um, at first, I was like, well, this doesn't sound mid-90s DC or mid-80s DC at all. No. Uh, but then when it hit the chorus, I was like, okay, there, that's sure. that's it. And I thought this was a, this was a pretty novel combination of, of things, of sounds. Because when that first riff kicked in, I'm like, this is pretty meat and potatoes hardcore. The vocals aren't like raging. They're a little bit more pensive, I guess. Not delivered in like a traditional hardcore approach, but there's some reverb on them, which is kind of like on trend for contemporary hardcore. And then when it hit that melodic chorus, I was like, this, I don't feel like this should work, but it's done with enough skill that it does work really well for me. This, This occupied a really strange space between straight up hardcore and like melodic hardcore emo core stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it sat in a strange place for me for that too because that riff over the verse, mm-hmm. you could make that, you could give that teeth and make that nasty as shit. For sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. But they pulled back on it just enough. Yeah. And gave it just enough shine. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. That I'm not, I don't want to say it defanged it. Right. But it definitely will say, well, let's look at these guys. Right. It definitely matured it. <laughs> right. Yeah. These these are some these look to be some older gents, right? Yes. So so I I'm about halfway sold on this. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I think I'll probably check out the rest of what this band has to offer. Yeah. Um and uh I, I, I really like I think the guy's name, um the guy's name is Per Stahlberg. Who's that? That guy that looks utterly confused <laughs> as to what's going on. Okay. I think that's I, I like that look on his face in the picture there. Um, how do you know that that's that guy's name? Because I looked him up. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's him. Okay. I don't know. This is sitting in a weird spot for me. I want to like this more than I do at first glance. Yeah. So I'm probably going to have to give it another listen. And uh-huh. they have a full length in 2018. Oh, okay. Cool. So I'm probably going to have to check out some other things and see where it sits. Because there's a lot of things in there that appealed to me. Yeah, for sure. But... At the same time, you know I fucking hate old guy shit. For sure, yeah, no doubt. And I'm not saying that this is old guy shit, Mm -hmm. but there's just a little bit of shine on this, a little bit of polish on this. For sure. I think I'm in whole hog on it based on the strength of that song, though. I also like melodic stuff more than you do. Um, But, like, the chorus to me was super Dillinger 4-esque in a way. I was like, oh, this feels very anthemic but not corny, which I like. Um, yeah, I liked this a lot, man. I, I was really bobbing my head along to this, uh, enough so that I'm definitely going to dive in and check out more of this man's work. I liked that a lot. It's, uh, it's hard to sort of tidally place this in a particular corner, which I also enjoy. Mm-hmm. I liked that this was straddling the line and I thought that it was, it was masterfully executed. It, it blended a lot of things together in a way that felt seamless, uh, especially stuff that you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear side to side in a song, Yeah, uh, you know, a, a, especially an under two minute long song. 
So yeah, I liked this a lot. I'm a whole hog. I'm uh, I'm I'm into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the other song on this, and then I'm gonna go back and uh, see what the rest of their discography is like is like for sure. So okay, thanks uh, thanks to Matthias for sending this in. You're he's always sending in at the very least, even if it's stuff that we don't always like. I really enjoy anybody who sends us stuff in from outside of the states that is specific to their area. You know, I love when we get Australian stuff in from Australian listeners. Yeah, absolutely. It. It's sick. I fucking love that. So thanks for always sending stuff our way. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to hear. It's nice to hear something from a different place that doesn't ex- sound exactly like the stuff from where we're at. For sure. And <laughs> you it, know what I mean? It also helps to get to get the, these submissions <clears throat> from people who live in the areas that, that they're submitting from because you're going to get the shit that doesn't necessarily rise to the top. Right. You're going to get a broad swath of samples from yeah. like shit that exists at various echelons of popularity. Right. You know? Right. So. And, and now you need to look into... Uh, what is it? Swedish post punk and Swedish indie pop from the nineties. Yeah, guess. for sure. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check out indie rock from Swedish indie rock from the nineties and see what's up. So, all right, yeah, I thought that was sick. Definitely gonna check out more of this band. Um, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. All right, we're moving quick. We are mu- moving quick. One. All right, one is Corker with a bell that seems to mourn. You can find this at futureshockrecordings.bandcamp.com, and I believe it's like the second most recent release. Um, the song that was suggested to us is the second song on here, Silver Key, so we'll listen to that. So we're going to hear Silver Key by Quirker off a bell that seems to mourn.
All right, we just heard the song Silver Key by the band Corker off A Bell That Seems to Mourn on uh, Future Shock Records. That band is uh, based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and I guess this is uh, their first release. So that was okay. I thought it was pretty good, but it, this is... So in post-punk specifically, maybe not post-punk specifically, but right now, since I think post-punk is kind of like the alt-rock genre de jour at the moment. Yeah. Um, take your pick, you know, whenever a, a particular uh, subsect of alt-rock is like reigning supreme on college radio or, or it's, um, you know, postmodern equivalent at any given moment. Mm -hmm. There is always, there are always bands that are cooler than they are good. You know what I'm saying? And I think post-punk is a thing that can really sail by on the strength of its aesthetic and its presentation and oh, not oh, oh, necessarily yeah, yeah. have to be super substantive. Right, because post-punk really relies on um, sort of a, a blasé attitude. Right, exactly. Right? A lot of times, like, that's that's what draws you to it is is the deadpan lack of passion. Right, for sure. So, so a lot of bands can slide by on just being cool without mm -hmm. having to be that good. And I think this kind of falls into that category for me. And I say that respectfully, because I don't think this is bad. I think this was totally fine and totally competent. And, and I didn't have a bad time listening to it at all. I, it's, it's in my general wheelhouse, right? Like I like stuff like this, but I don't think there was a ton to it either. It, it was, it felt, um, it didn't do a lot. Like the song didn't do a lot. There nope. wasn't a whole lot of movement in it. Um, there weren't a whole lot of ideas uh, and the, mi the minimalism wasn't leaned into in a way where it felt like, that was super intentional. Like it felt minimal, but just like there, there could be more, there could be more music. It, it felt minimal in a way that it allowed it to become background music. Right. For sure. Yeah. You know, and like good, good post-punk, good stuff that like, that's like this can be minimal. Right. But it's also captivating. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It yeah. pulls me in and I pay attention to it. And I, I, I didn't really pay attention to this very much. Yeah, for sure. It is this first band's release, you know what I mean? This is a four-song EP, a four-song cassette EP. First effort, I don't think this was bad at all, like I said. I'm, I'm definitely not dissing this. I no. just I just don't think this was particularly substantive. And again, a lot of bands doing stuff like this really, really fucking well like right now. So Yeah, and there's some other stuff on this label, Future Shock. Um, I, I'm not... Like the sounds of surfdom, the surf. Uh -huh. there, there's a version of the sounds of surfdom by the surfs that came out on this, and that yeah. fucking record rules. Yep, for sure. And that's minimal, mm -hmm. you know, synthy post punk. Yep. That 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 that, that record fucking rules, yep. right? And I've got, I, I think I've got a couple different versions of that somehow. Yeah, and uh, I I really like the crime of passing stuff that came out on this label. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the vacation record is really good. Um, the Smut tape that this label put out is fucking great. Smut is really, really good, too. Um, yeah, this label's put out a lot of good stuff. So Yeah, so, I mean, with that in mind, because right away I was like, Future Shock, that sounds familiar. And I was like, the surfs are from Ohio. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not quite up to snuff to that. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. you know. Like we said with the first band, keep at it, I guess. Right, yeah, But yeah. that just wasn't very interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think that, um, I don't know. You can be minimal and still be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Not bad by any means, but but definitely felt uh, more style than substance on this one, for sure. Um, all right, let's roll the dice. Let's get something really sh shitty. I, I, I got to bug up my ass, man. I just, I want to have a reason to fucking <coughs> lay in. <right? laughs> I, did, I, look, I don't see anything in no. here that I think it's going to... I'll tell you what I'm hoping we land on uh -huh. is um, the uh, release from Jay from Cold Brats. Uh, horror in clay. 
Yeah. It looks cool. It looks super cool. Yeah, right? for sure. It looks better than anything else on here. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we know the genocide pack thing is probably going to be pretty good. Unless right. they take a left-hand turn, right. it's going to be fucking good, right? Sure. Yeah. Why, why even bother? Right, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. But that, that when we went through, it was like, that's what I'm most interested in hearing is that. For sure. Is uh, whatever the fuck it is. Horror and clay. Four. All right, four is uh, Jin with their demo. It might be Jean. It's D-J-I-N-N dot Bandcamp. Like a genie. Right, like a genie. Yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, like, yeah, like I said, you can find this at Jin, D-J-I-N-N dot Bandcamp dot com. And this is a solo project based out of Hammond, Indiana. I'm not sure the name of the dude who does this, but I think he does some other projects, too. Um, don't know what to expect uh, because the tags, like, I guess... You know, thinking about a solo project from Hammond, Indiana, I would immediately think like weirdo, synthy, like lumpy record style mm-hmm. punk stuff. Uh, but in the tags, it says D beat and hardcore. So right. maybe not. Um, so it looks like they've got the first song uh, queued up to play on here. So uh, we'll just listen to that. So we're going to hear the song Darkness by Jin off of their demo.
All right, so we decided to listen to two songs. So we heard the song Darkness and then the song Deadhead by Jin off of their demo. And so I guess this person also does a solo project called Zoop, S-H-O-O-P, uh, which you can find at zoop.bandcamp.com. I'm not familiar with it, uh, but evidently it's it's a very prolific project. He has like a fuck ton of releases under that name. And I guess that's also like a solo hardcore project. Um, it was also pointed out to me um, in the email, and it didn't need to be because it was very readily apparent. Was this self-submitted? No, this was not. No, um, but it, it was pointed out to me that there was no bass in this. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure why. Like, if you if you have the if you have the means to record guitar and drums, you have the means to record bass. Maybe he doesn't have a bass. I guess, but you could borrow one, presumably. Maybe he can't. Maybe he can't find a in his sol two solo projects. Uh huh. Can't find a single other person. <laughs> I, Maybe he's fucking insufferable. It's possible, but you can buy a cheap bass and get the job done, dude. A hundred bucks? Maybe he's broke. You would have to be really broke. You just said $125 is a lot of money to go sit in an anechoic chamber. Yeah, sure. It's not. I mean... The experience? For the experience. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. I'm just saying, for the, for the amount of time that you're spending $125 to do things, if you're just talking about a minute per cost ratio, it's a fair amount of money. Yeah. I mean, I just spent $200 on fucking a bunch of hoodies before I came over here to flip. So. Look at you, Mr. Moneybag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, look at these 200 bucks you just spent <laughs> on fucking clothes. I'm just saying, I got access to money. I was just, I was, I was merely, you know, I was merely saying. But you're making a lot of assumptions about this fellow that's in chain, right? Yeah, sure. You, number one, you assume he's well-liked. <laughs> he might not be. Right, yeah. Right? Number two, you don't know. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's uh, agoraphobic. Maybe. Maybe he's got something that can't he can't get out of his own house. He's, and he's bedridden. Maybe he weighs eight hundred pounds and he's bedridden. It's possible, yeah. Right? You don't um, know. You also assume that he's got at least a, two nickels to rub together. Right. Might and, not. And in, in Hammond, Indiana, that's actually fairly unlikely. Uh, the, the Northwest Indiana is kind of like uh, a third world nation in its own respect. I mean, it's one of the worst places in the entire country. It's got its ups and downs. You're right. I don't know that it has its ups. It's a bad place. It's got it's absurd that there have been some really good bands from from that area. Yeah. But as far as like an area to like live, no, it's, it's a bad place. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a it, bad it, place. It is definitely not ideal. Yeah. Um, the yeah, it, it's definitely not ideal. But you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Right? Here's my point. Mm -hmm. I like this. Okay. But not. I let's just say I like this. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like the earnesty of this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh -huh. This was like a fucking. Midi, eighty six mentality. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. This was this was yeah. <laughs> that's a right? good, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, now, that's what this was like. This wasn't D beat. No, it was definitely not D beat. I mean, I could I could see I can see the D beat influence. Like some like especially on that first track. Like I can hear some Japanese D beat influence to an extent, but uh, probably maybe just like the capability isn't there to recreate what it is you're hearing. Yeah. You know yeah. What I, mean? I don't like, know. I, I like, I like this because, um, I think I, I don't know, but I think that this arrived at a totally different place from where they wanted it to go. Yeah, maybe. And I'm not going to say that this was good, mm -hmm. but it was great. 
<laughs> yeah. I yeah, I didn't like I really so so like I I this is something that um if I saw that tape I'm buying it just because the way it looks as right. long as it's not like it six, looks seven sick. bucks. Yeah, I like the look of this for sure. And then sure. when I pop that in and this is what I get, mm -hmm. it's like a found sound, right? Yeah, for sure. I in that way I I like it too, but you know, the it's very confounding that there's no bass on this and also like this is another instance where it's like, if this dude is 17, 18, 19 years old, cool. If you're 35 years years old, not that cool. Uh, I think it's still pretty fucking cool. Uh, I don't think so, man. I, I'm pretty into it, dude. Here, here's the thing. Here, here's, here's why I have trouble shitting on this, too, on stuff like this. Because, like, clearly the person making this is, like, into cool shit and has the right sensibilities, right? Like yes. the art is cool, and they're tr clearly trying to emulate shit that is cool. And I and I would say that this is without pretense, for sure. Yes, like this is without any sort of fronting, without any sort of pretense. Right. It wasn't good. Right. But, yes. You know. Nevertheless, it was an enjoyable listen. I was smiling the entire time both of those songs were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't think this was good either. But yeah, I just I have I have a lot of trouble shitting on something that is that is earnestly aiming for for something that I think is sick, even if it doesn't arrive there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, clearly you like sh rad ripping shit. Yeah. And I don't think your ability lines up with your sensibilities. Mm -hmm. And that's that's not your fault. You know what I mean? Keep at it. You'll probably get better. There's a, there's a Halloween tape they put out. Well, they didn't put out, right? right yeah, it's, yeah. Again, the tape layout artwork just fucking kills <laughs> me when there's no fucking <laughs> I know, tape. Dude, it's right? so funny. It just fucking kills me. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, the Halloween... Halloween, the art on the Halloween tape is fucking cool. Yep. This is a cool little bare bones fucking like just true basement effort. Yeah, for sure. And 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 for that reason, I really I really can't hate on this regardless of the fact that I, I didn't think it was good. So yeah. there you go. Um, I would tell you to buy a tape, but they don't exist. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess if, if a homeboy can't buy a bass, he probably can't afford to get the tapes pressed either, you know? Nope. So not his bad. And Maybe. he's not well-liked, so no one's going to put it out for him. <laughs> That's right. So, um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Three. All right, three is uh, the new Genocide Pact. So you can find this at genocidepact.bandcamp.com. I was kind of hoping we wouldn't land on this. Yeah, but here's the thing: we have enough listeners at this point, and of a of a diverse enough um, of a of, a, of a, a, a diverse enough array of of type of, of people that I think that there are probably fairly there's a fairly large degree of them that probably haven't listened to Genocide Pact before. So yeah, fair enough. It's just you know. We we like I said, unless this takes a, right, a real right hand turn, it's good. Right. It's going to be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, let's just uh, listen to the song that they have queued up to play. They just have a few songs released off of this uh, so far because the the album doesn't officially drop until December. So it's just pre orders right now, and I think it's almost sold out as well. Um, at least, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. At least one of the which one, the uh, half and half with splatter. That edition is almost sold out. So, all right, let's listen to the song "Perverse Dominion" by Genocide Pact off of their self titled LP.
All right, we just heard the song Perverse Dominion by Genocide Pact off of their self-titled LP coming out on Relapse Records. Yeah, so that was really good. If you knew, if you know about Genocide Pact or knew about Genocide Pact prior, you knew what to expect. That's pretty much in line with what they have been doing. Maybe a little bit, a uh, little bit sludgier, um, but we heard the the beginning of the first song or the first couple seconds of the next song on this started auto playing and it was faster. Um, but yeah, super super solid. This band has also been doing it for a fucking grip. This I was gonna say the first time that. I saw this band was maybe 2012. Yeah, at a fest or so or shows, you know, and, and it was before the 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 um the tape came out. Yeah, or around the same time that their first you know the demo or whatever you want to call it, that EP came out. Yeah, the demo came out in 2013, I yeah. think. So, and I remember I remember seeing them live back then, and they were to my to my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, much thrashier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that at times reminded me more of like maybe Arise or Chaos AD era Sepultura. Yeah, for sure. The older stuff is more in line with that. But um, this is definitely getting more into just sort of like straightforward, like like slogging through fucking mud death metal. Yeah, for sure. Which I fucking like, man. I mean, yeah. the artwork on this harkens back to like Terrorizer it, yeah. and Fido. I was gonna say it looks it looks almost exactly like World Downfall. Right. Yeah. And so like it, it harkens back to a certain area that is uh, pretty fucking crucial in my uh, formulation of taste. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's fucking dope, right? It's really fucking good. What can you say? Yep, no doubt. I don't really have much else to say about this. Right. This is it's not it's not super shreddy. Mm-hmm. It's not you know it, it's it's it doesn't have a bunch of it, it doesn't have a lot of flourish to it. Right. Right. It sounds really good, but it's also it's ugly. Yep. But it also sounds really good. But it, it keeps like that, that grit. Yep, for sure. Of an old school death, like like it keeps that grit of something like Left Hand Path, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is just this is just uh, super super fucking solid, competent death metal of the classic variety that you really can't go wrong with if you like the genre. And so right. they're they're a really good band that predate the uh, current uh, infatuation with death metal by several years. They've been doing it for almost a decade now, and they've been good pretty much the entire time. So like I said, mm-hmm. if you like this band, you know what to expect. It's really fucking good. Yep. So uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time, and then we'll. Uh, uh, we'll pivot to voicemails. All right. There we go. Four. All right. Four is Horror in Clay. This is the one that we were hoping that we would land on. Yeah. So you can find this at Muzai or Muzai. It's M-U-Z-A-I dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, I believe that this is, uh, they're like a, looks like a Leeds UK based record label. This release is called Live from Toad Hall. It looks fucking sick. The I, artwork is awesome. I've never heard of this label. I've never heard of this label either. Um, and I haven't had a chance to look at their discography yet, so I don't know if I'm familiar with any of the bands yet. Um, I don't know I don't know that Jay recommended any particular songs on here, but it looks like they have the second song on here queued up to play. So uh, we're going to hear the song Bring Out Your Dead, which I can only assume is a Monty Python reference by the band Horror and Clay from Live from Toad Hall. Well, you know they did say that before the Monty Python. Well, yeah, I know, but I, I, I realize that. But most people's reference point for that phrase is via the Monty Python sketch. Mine's not. What's, what's yours? The, the Plague. You were aware of the cl- uh, pl- the plague and what they said during the plague before uh, you saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Absolutely, I was aware of the Black Plague and the things said during the plague. Mm-hmm. Right prior to prior to Monty Python. Okay, well, I saw Monty Python pretty young. I'm a long time so. student of the plague. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. So let's hear the song "Bring Out Your Dead" by the band Horror in Clay. Thank you. 
So I'm gonna actually vote that we hear another song for for yeah. two for two oh, for two reasons. Okay. Um, first of all, that the write up underneath this is not at all concurrent with what we just heard, no. and also the description that Jay sent along was that this is a band from New Zealand that sounds like some sort of slow anarcho-punk with noise-rocky riffs, which sounds a lot more in line with how this is described. So to me, this feels like, because I guess this was the lead single off this record too, and this was like, you know, dream poppy, kind of ambient, very slow, and it seems like the rest of the record doesn't sound like that and that this isn't what this band actually sounds like because the first sentence in the write-up is the roar of discordant guitars the anguish yells and fractious vocals alongside that primal type foreboding rhythm section yeah none of which we got here i hated this i didn't hate this by any stretch of the imagination but i didn't think it was particularly interesting either uh, so the song that Jay suggested was Satan in the Teletext, and I would, I'm just really interested to hear if that was a total outlier, because by what he described and by what is described right here on the labels page, that was not representative of this band. Okay, let's check out Satan in the Teletext. All right, let's do it.
All right, so we just listened to Satan in the Teletext after initially listening to Bring Out Your Dead by Horror and Clay off of their record Live from Toad Hall, which I think is a collection of like previously released singles in a, in a collected cassette format. I also browsed the rest of the discography of this label, and I'm not familiar with any of the other bands. I all. know why I'm not familiar. It's because they put out music I hate. Uh, <laughs> so so I, didn't, I didn't hate that, but I thought both of those tracks were boring in, in dis- ways that were distinct from one another, but equivalent. So the first song was, you know, dream poppy, whatever, but it just didn't do a lot for me. Again, it falls into a genre that I that I typically like, but it wasn't doing a lot a lot with the form, in my opinion. And then that second song was maybe even closer to something that I like. It was like a really slowed down, sparse Christian death, but with all all the bite taken out, right? All of it, you right. know what I mean? All of like, it. It, and and it's I think it's coming from a very you know, sarcastic, satirical direction. Sure, Just yeah. looking at the art anyway. Right. And, like, the names of the songs. Like, right. the the next song, the last song in this tr- on, on this is called uh, What's the Story, Morning Glory Hole. Right, yeah. You yeah, fuck off, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's coming from, like, uh, I guess a uh, sort of discordant, sort of iconoclastic direction with this music. Right, yeah. But, man... And fuck off. Yeah. It it, it, it it just, honestly, it just sounded like a bunch of fucking whining behind slow, dirgy, boring death rock. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it felt like a, a deconstructed a, a deconstructed approach, you know what I mean? Or a deconstructionist approach to the genre and the forms that they're trying. But it didn't result in anything I felt was even remotely sonically interesting. Yeah. Like the write up below this is is just uh, is filled to the brim and overflowing with grandeur. You know what I mean? It's right. like it's really making you feel like horror and clay is doing something special here. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> you know and, and, I mean? and and the art. The too. presentation is great. I looked at the art on their other releases. They all look sick. It's really good. The artist is really has a really good style. Yeah, and, I love the art. And the art is the art is really good. They it, here's something that kind of tipped me off. Mm-hmm. It says here on the, the deluxe art book cassette package. Yeah, which man, I I kind of want it. It's sold out, but I kind of want it just for the art book for sure. Yeah, right, because I like the art a lot. But it says, warning, contains artwork that may not be suitable for all ages. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. Stop being a fucking wimp and stop catering to fucking wimps and prudes. Yeah, for sure, man. Fuck off. What child is going to pick like pick this up and want to hear it first of all? Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, no doubt, dude. I mean, Crass were sneaking records into, like, record stores that had, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like Crass was sneaking copies of Penis Envy into record stores right. and planting them around, you know, right. so unsuspecting people could find them. Jello Biafra got taken to court over shit that was inside of Dead Kennedy's art books and shit. And, and that's my point. Is like, we, you know, we said that this was defanged. Yeah. There you fucking go. Yeah, for sure. Right? Man. Fuck yeah. off. What are you? fucking tipper gore yeah no doubt man yeah this this all of these things in conjunction especially with again like the really self-congratulatory well not self because i, I doubt the band wrote it but the congratulatory fucking masturbatory right up below it and whatnot it all just feels like an adult an adult contemporary rendition of things that i like in a raw form right you know like look at this artwork yeah 
there's cartoon boobs. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, like, and she's letting a unicorn smoke a crack pipe. <laughs> yeah. Right. While a, a, a leprechaun is holding the unicorn's horse cock <laughs> and he's pissing into a mug. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Sure. And it looks like there's some fucking fairies blowing each other in the corner. Right. It looks like a perverse illumination. Right. From a Bible. Sure. Don't fucking apologize for that shit. Yeah, man. And if you're a parent. Yeah. And you don't want your kids to see it. Yeah. And don't show them the fucking cartoon tits. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? right? Yeah, like, what, is a 10-year-old going to be perusing band camp and order this by accident? Right. Like, what the fuck? Stop, fuck, stop fucking apologizing. Stop catering to the fucking wimps and prudes. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this was disappointing because I was really excited to hear it, but this is... This is the utmost example of all style, no substance to me. Yes, because this has a ton of style, but this was awful. I hated every fucking second of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I hated every second of it, but it, it just, on principle, on principle alone, yeah, it, it was, it felt, it felt profoundly uninspired. Uh, yeah, this was a, this was a bummer. For yeah. sure. It sucked it sucked the life right out. Imagine of me. seeing this live. Yeah. Man. How sedate and mature the audience would be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jesus oh. fucking Christ. I'd rather go watch fiddlesticks with the fucking symphony. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of tight black t shirts and IPAs in the audience. Fuck here. off. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 not gonna be re revisiting this band. So um, all right, cool. On that note, let's. Uh, we had a whole lot of lot kind of lackluster music tonight. Yeah, I don't. There was genocide back, but I knew that was going to be good. So yeah. it's not like I was hyped that it was new or anything. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like it was something new that I ex didn't expect. Yeah, there weren't a whole lot of standouts here. I mean, there was there was a lot of just okay stuff, and then one thing that I thought was genuinely just pretty fucking stupid. Yes, so, fuck. um, all right, let's uh, let's hear the hear some, hear some voicemails. What's up, boys? How we doing? I just wanted to thank you for hipping me on this last episode to the teachings of uh, Yacoub, Yacoub, um, because I wasn't aware of that conspiracy. And um, now I know that modern-day Islam is just as gay as modern-day Christianity. So uh, that's a good thing to be in light of. And uh, conspiracies are really funny. <laughs> Have a good one. Well, there you go. But what made you think modern day Islam wasn't just as stupid as modern day Christianity? <laughs> yeah, for what, sure. Because white pe it's predominantly made of white people. Yeah, for sure. Yo, black people are into stupid shit too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Middle Eastern people are right? into stupid shit. Asian people are into stupid shit. We're uh, we're non discriminatory in in the sense that all religion is equally shat upon. Put here. them in the fucking <laughs> ball, and I'll cover them with my soil. <laughs> yeah, for all sure. of them. I'll yeah. wipe my my ass with every fucking page of your goddamn Quran. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, uh, but just to, just for a clarification here, um, Yakub and like the entire, uh, mythology, it's, it's not, it's Islam. not Islam. It's the nation of Islam, right. which is a, a distinctly American, predominantly black subsect of Islam, kinda, but not really. That is, was led up by uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad for many years. Malcolm X was prom a prominent member Louis until they Farrakhan. had a schism. Louis Farrakhan, um, historically incredibly anti-Semitic group. Yes, um, a lot of really, really wild ideas. Um, so, I, yeah, we don't want to confuse the nation of Islam, right, with actual. Islam. Islam. Right, exactly. Right. I will be insulting, but not in that manner. <laughs> right, for sure. Islam is, uh, uh, mainline Islam is stupid 
in its own way. Right. The nation of Islam is fucking wackadoo shit in its own way. Right. Um, but two distinct entities. So just for the sake of clarity there. But yeah, we, again, we're, uh, we're, we're nonpartisan here. All religion is equally fucking stupid. Can you imagine how fucking burnt you would feel, though, if a mad scientist did create mm-hmm. a race that escaped the lab? Yeah. And then treated you like shit for thousands of years. <laughs> well, that's not exactly the actually the conspiracy is like Yakub, who is Yakub uh, actually. Jacob. Yeah, he's Jacob of the Bible. Right. He did this. He he did this on purpose. Um, he like he and a bunch of followers went to uh, an island and they created a race uh, basically by so, uh, long term selective breeding mm-hmm. that selected only for the worst traits. And it was because Yakub. <laughs> Um, he felt that the black people of his time were out of line and they needed an evil race to f- crush right. them underfoot. Right. So Yakub actually did this on purpose. It was the white race was engineered to crush the black. Let's make the, let's make the shittiest things we can. <laughs> right. For sure. But then, oh fuck. Right. Yeah. Like yeah they got exactly. out. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. Right. So, so yeah. There you go. Just a the, little clarification. The, the on pictures that. I'm finding of Yakub here on on the internet. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, well, the, the, the illustrations, yeah, yeah, the photographs, <laughs> they, uh, really show a man with a big head, <laughs> well, a big brainy head. Maybe that's because, uh, Yakub, uh, maybe he's a, an extraterrestrial. Look. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got a, he's got a lot of fucking brains in his head. Yeah, for sure, man. A lot of brains in teeth. Hydrocephalic. When I was, um, maybe about 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Boy Scout group went to a old folks home to sing Christmas carols. That's a Boy Scout thing to do. Yep, sure. Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, right? right. It's uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't want to do it. <laughs> no, you do not. You don't want to do it, but yeah. you're going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, because sure. you're in the Cub Scouts and the adults are telling you to do it, right? Right. And I remember distinctly in the um, front row of this old folks home, mm-hmm. the audience to whom we were singing Christmas carols. Yeah. There was a, a woman, I don't know how old, I mean, it, let's say it was an assisted care facility. She had a cephalic nugget. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that image has never left my head. She not had a huge man. head. Oh, man. <laughs> she had a huge head, and my brain, my, my, my 10-year-old head could not, my brain could not comprehend what it was I was looking at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah. I'm sure I wasn't the only Cub Scout that was utterly confused standing on the stage that night. I'm sure not. I don't remember if we ever discussed it afterwards, but I remember not being able to break my eyes like away from her sitting there yeah. with, her, with her enormous head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 10-year-old me would not have been able to, to break my gaze. Yeah. A big bulbous nugget. You kidding me? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, I, I don't know much about hydrocephaly. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should look into it mm-hmm. right before I talk shit about it. Right. But um, I got to imagine that skull's paper thin, too. Yeah, I just pop it with a pin. That's all I thought the whole time was like looking at her. I'm like, oh, my God, look how big her head is. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh, let's hear the next message. Hey, this is um, well, this is Osama bin Laden, and um, I don't know where else to turn. Uh, I don't know who else to call about this, but um, I'm really looking to meet some black girls. Um, I know that black girls are really into hardcore um, and hardcore podcasts, and um, if any of you. Uh, that are hearing this are maybe a black girl that want to give um, a known terrorist who has been deceased for a better part of half a decade now, if you want to give him a shot, um, just I think I could be really good for you. Um, 
And uh, fuck you, Lois from Groin. <laughs> so there you go. Who knew? Who know? Who knew those were Osama bin Laden's proclivities? Well, I could tell you one thing. He's um, been he's been dead longer than half a decade, hasn't he? He's been dead for a minute, right? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, so it's been a full. No, day. not two thousand. Uh, he died a while ago. Right? <laughs> we, well, I'll tell you one thing. One thing. One place you're not going to find black girls. Yeah, bottom of the ocean. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yo, the sickest thing about Osama bin Laden's compound is that they evidently found hard drives full of like uh, video game ROMs and like yeah. anime and shit. Here's the thing. It's like, I'm not, you know, like, I bet he was kind of chill. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he, like he, had, yeah. he had to be flexible. Like, right. uh, here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I'm uh-huh. saying this. I'm saying that. He probably he was uptight about certain things, but who isn't? Right, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, uh-huh. you know that he liked to fucking just hang out. Sure. Yeah. He hung out with his, <laughs> his homies all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, right? for sure. All the time. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Liked video games. Yeah. Right? Was pretty amenable to whatever the situation <laughs> threw at him, right? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, he's like, fine, well, fine, I gotta sleep on the floor. That's cool. I don't care. Let's hit the fucking road, man. <laughs> you know, I don't care. I'll sleep in the truck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying he was probably pretty easygoing in his own way. In his own way, in sure. In his own yeah. way. And? And? Uh, yeah. Uh, he was, um, let's just say he had a, a lot of determination. <laughs> he certainly had that. I did see a video of uh, the Taliban recently um, yeah. where they're like, after they, they sacked a city, um, they were all like dancing to Drake. And there was one dude like with his AK-47 like absolutely fucking tearing up the floor. Well, th- see, that's the thing. Like, here's the thing. And we just shit all over Islam, right? Right, yeah, sure. Because you got to have fucking brain worms to believe in any, any of that horse shit, right, right? of course, yeah. Beyond, like, beyond the fact that, like, hey, these fables help me, like, sort out my own life. Yeah. But when you actually start to get the brain worms and believe in the magic of it. Sure, yeah. Disney magic. Right. You got fucking brain worms. No doubt. Right. Your brain is rotten. (laughs) Yes. Right. We got to get it out of your skull. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. But we, we all, they're all like, you know, dehumanized in their portrayal. Right. I was going to, yeah. I I ain't saying the Taliban's like, like, you know, I'm goofing on Bin Laden. I ain't saying they're chill and like, you know, oh yeah, but they treat women like shit. Well, yeah. But so do lots of people in this fucking country. Yeah. So I th- I think the key here is that, like... I'm not trying to be a Taliban apologist. <laughs> I'm just right. saying that, like, yes, of course they're listening to fucking Drake because most people do. Right. Yeah. Right? You know what right. I mean? Like, of course they're doing... Of course if you gave them a pizza, they'd want some. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, what I, th- what I think gets lost when you get, like, caught up in, in uh, like, propaganda around any war or conflict or whatever, like, the, the key component is to dehumanize the enemy yeah, right? right because otherwise you wouldn't want to kill him you just want to fucking chill with him and converse That's right what i'm saying and so like i think what the actually the the true horror of a situation like that is that otherwise totally ordinary people who are in fact not evil and deranged can be driven to do sure. evil and deranged things by various cultural circumstances beyond their control absolutely i mean Yo, you don't have to look far to see a fucking Taliban analog in certain fucking, uh, I guess, um, niche ideology, less and less niche ideologies over here in the fucking red, white, and blue. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah no doubt. So, uh, you know, I got to, the only thing I have in common with those motherfuckers over here is we happen to live in the same fucking country, but I don't, you know, like, 
as far as I'm concerned, they can fuck off to the bottom of the ocean too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they probably like Drake. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah, probably. Right? So I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't surprise me that I like fucking video games and they can get down because, of course, they fucking... Nobody can... Nobody, nobody, very few people adhere to... Like, like the smell of their own farts that much. Like, when you have something, like, that is so restrictive, Mm -hmm. so restrictive in what, you you know, music and dance, right? Right. The Taliban doesn't like that. You know those motherfuckers are listening to music and dancing. Of course, yeah. Of course they are. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, famously, like, the dudes before before they hijacked the planes over here were, like, going to strip clubs and hanging out and, and were, by all accounts, from people who knew them, chill, fun dudes, you know? They right. Be, until they flew the planes into the Because they had tower. fucking brain worms, right? right. But yeah, like, exactly. But nevertheless, like, what, at the end of the day, they just wanted to fucking, like, cut loose Right, sure. You know, it's it's and I, that is that is that is the bummer about it is that like, you know, folks have far more in common than the things that separate them. And I know that sounds fucking punny and stupid and shit like that, like oh yeah. that old trope, but it's fucking true for sure. Yeah, it's just we get caught up in this fucking stupid culture wars and shit, and uh, I don't know, man. It's uh. Bring on, br- bring on fucking Omicron. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Give me Omicron one. Bring it in here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's let's, thin keep, the, let's let's keep this going. Let's thin the herd. <laughs> All right, let's hear the next one. All right, I thought I might as well, uh, you know, tell you guys about some shows coming up. Uh, these are all in next weekend in the State College, Pennsylvania. So Friday, December third, at Dumpster Fire, we have Life Boy, Fragment of Joy. Leonardo Decapitated and Colfi Girls uh, Saturday, December 4th at the Pussy House is Yano, Leg, The Willard Building, and Dogwood Co. And Sunday, December 5th at Chumps is Still Hungry, Ghost Music, and H2O No. Uh, again, these are all in State College, Pennsylvania. Hope someone comes out because of this. All right. There you go. Show up, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on this message. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna say that like, sure. I don't think that there is any way that there are three different shows happening in State College, Pennsylvania, this weekend at three different places called. Uh, dumpster fire, the pussy, the pussy, house. pussy house, and I think the other one was called Trumps. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it sounds like all of these ba- band names are absolutely made. Well, that's up. what I was gonna say is if if any of these bands actually exist, yeah, these are this definitely the sort of name that's associated with like nowheresville fucking local bands. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right, Leonardo Decapitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that existing. I could see it existing for sure. But um, yeah. that's definitely a fucking go nowhere local band. Yeah, and I think one of the bands was called the Willard Building, the Will- <laughs> which is the best name there, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, um, I couldn't. And then the Willard. Building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this was a, a pretty well thought a out. Pretty bit. well done. Yeah. I don't know if it isn't. Whatever. Go check. If go it check is, out. Yeah. Go check out the Willard Building and report back. Because I would love to hear a band called the Willard Building. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Me too. If you live around State College, Pennsylvania, check into this and see if it's real and go see one of these shows. But um, I'm I'm gonna bet a couple hundred bucks that this is that these are not actual. I, shows. I tell you what, though, if 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 these are real shows, yeah. 
it, State College is the only place to play in that area, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, probably. I would imagine right. it is, yeah. Um, all right. Let's hear the next one. Sorry about that first message. My uh, annoying coworker interrupted me, and uh, holy fuck, I would absolutely tear that woman's guts out. I would uh, – holy fuck, I hate her. Anyway, so my inebriated brother-in-law at our Thanksgiving was telling a story about how easy it is to uh, – remove someone's testicles with force because it's not very difficult and they're not attached very well, apparently. Um, his daughter, who was in the room, who I think is like 14, 15, was saying, please stop talking about that. That triggers me. And he ignored her and, like, laughed her off the first time. Uh, so she says that again. And then he screams, uh, I'm trying to help you when you get raped. And to which the rest of the room is completely silent. Yeah, I don't know. Very weird experience. Uh, anyway, fuck you guys. <laughs> Sounds like a fun Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's a lot of layers there. The the when is a is like... It's there, the assumption that it will at some point happen is bleak, right? <laughs> um, also, I guess he, his daughter saying that it that that conversation or that discussion triggers her is interesting because trigger tends to denote like it's associated with some previous Experience. some previous trauma. So, like, did she see someone get their testicles ripped off by hand in the past? Right, because that's the only way that that discussion could trigger her is if she's seen somebody get their genitals ripped off or mutilated previously. Yeah, and, exactly. Or she did it. Or, or she did it's, it herself. It's very triggering. To her. Right, for sure. Right. I mean, otherwise, she's just grossed out by it, and who gives a shit? I'm mm. going to show you something that's going to trigger you right now, because, yes, indeed, it is very oh. easy to fucking rip some nuts off. You're going to show me somebody's ripped off nuts? Uh, not just somebody. I don't want to see anybody's ripped off nuts. Come on. Whose who's nuts are getting ripped off? Watch this. You know, you're not going to believe your fucking... <laughs> eyes when you see this jesus christ am i gonna see a horse get castrated this is the henderson castration tool which is basically a spiked clamp that you put on the end of a cordless drill to twist a horse's oh, nuts oh jesus <laughs> fucking christ <laughs> oh god damn dude Oh, <laughs> holy shit. That is gnarly <laughs> as fuck. It's got like old timey banjo music playing and cowboys hanging out, and it just shows a drill ripping a horse's dick. <laughs> <laughs> it is very easy to rip off testicles. Yeah, for sure. I I I uh, I saw a video. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! Get yourself a Henderson castration tool and a fucking Dewalt, and you too can have nuts ripped off in a jiffy. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, I'm done watching these horses get their nuts ripped off. That's on YouTube. Yeah, yes, it is. I mean, I've watched uh, I watched like a Reddit series of somebody who was doing like a home uh a home transition yeah um where they like tied their nuts up with like a rubber band and let Safe. all the blood it's go probably out the safest way to do it sliced it right off right yeah. um it was an it was gnarly to behold oh, for sure. sure and they did the dick too yeah yeah i mean that's the classic you know years ago 
when uh, I sought out that sort of stuff as a fucking lark with my buddies, you know, right, the yeah. BME Pain Olympics, for sure. instance. Right? Yeah, right. I've seen plenty of that sort of stuff. Yeah. They do come off surprisingly easy. For sure, man. It seems, I mean, yeah, I, I having them myself, I imagine if I just got a hold of them and yanked hard enough, they'd pop right off. Yeah. Um, which actually, I live in fear of that moment. <laughs> what What if that was the medical procedure for transitioning? Just pop. It's just yeah. And Doc <laughs> just grabs and gives him a yank, like ripping a couple carrots out of the ground. Yeah, yeah for sure. Plucking a couple apples <laughs> off the tree. Right. Um, all right, we got one more. This is Senator John McCain. Leave those black girls alone, Osama bin Laden, or you'll have me and Lois from groin to deal with. <laughs> okay. All right. I like the full circle. That's a good follow up. Bit. Yep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got. I got. I got nothing I could possibly add to that. No, nope, right? that's so, a good. That's a good outtake. And you know what? We uh, we led the episode with all of the housekeeping shit, so I don't even have to say anything else. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.